Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Right, and I know I don't want to. The so only I thing need that to should be done you. by your titties doesn't mean you're not a bad me. bitch. That doesn't mean you should stop you getting that stuff joke. done. You missed my joke. You interrupted was me. Was it good? Go it ahead, was a good ben. joke. I said the only thing that should be doing your ass and titties is me. That's a funny joke. How is that funny? I need it's to funny. unfollow you. Not Ben. Ben just made a, a sex joke. Groundbreaking. No, I. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a sex joke. What what was it a double entendre? I missed no, how I nuanced done, it was. I don't know. It wasn't nuanced. You said ass and titties. Just please delete this. <laughs> no, no, keep it. Keep it. Just unfollow it. is a hot little mess and where you coming right on in come on in welcome to fly on the wildin podcast this is the show where we talk about parenting we give some relationship advice we we give some relationship advice we talk about books that we're reading and we record it all for the world to see i'm your neighborhood friendly black girl amber and i'm bam Wow, wow. If you loved those sound effects that Ben just gave and you love my incredibly contagious personality, make sure you buy tickets to our live show that's going to be February 21st in Los Angeles. Or if you've never even been to L.A., why not come all the way to Hollywood just to see us on stage at the Lodge Room? You can buy tickets to that show using the link in the episode notes. I'm also posting this link everywhere. My bio, it's going to be everywhere. So make sure you buy your tickets to our live show before they sell out. You just did the most like ticket selling fast on L.A. thing ever. Which was what? You're like, oh, we're in Hollywood. No, L.A. is not Hollywood, okay? I mean, like, Hollywood's, like, right over there. I know, but we're in Highland Park. I'm, people are people are so particular about this. It's like, come to Bucktown, and your show is in Lincoln Park if you were no, in, baby. Hollywood. In, uh, in Chicago. We in Hollywood. It's like, it's like come Hollywood. to the south side, you're in Hyde Park. Shut up. <laughs> Calm down. Do you want them to come or not? I want you to come. Tell me we're, what you're in. What is your in, game? We're in Highland Park. We're in the hipster. Come to our show? The Lodge Room is in the hipster neighborhood. Which is great. It's freaking dope. And there's like this retro bowling place. The Lodge Room is like where all the cool hipster, the, I think the 1776 band, it's like a hipster venue. It's that so feels fucking racist. dope. Uh, or. The 1776, as in the signing of the Declaration of the Independence? No, man, it's some other band. Declaration of the Independence. I need to, no, I need to look it up. I forgot what they were called. It's like. Do you want people to come to our show? Hell yeah. Are you my enemy? But fuck Hollywood. Hollywood is a shithole. To the people that don't live in Hollywood, the the, the glamour and allure of Hollywood brings people in. They just learned something. Listen, if you come to LA, don't go to the Hollywood Strip. You got to go to places like Highland Park, which is where we're having our show. Thank you. Highland Park. One of the best vegan burgers I ever had in my life. It's right below See, the lodge. See, that's still room. not making the girls want to come through. Okay, but there's also they also got a triple bean pizza that's pretty good. What it's was that? Fine. What was that uh, other uh, restaurant we went to? It was um, Hippa. Hippa or Hippo. 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 Great Italian restaurant. I'm telling you. No, don't give them places to compete with our show. Oh, and Bell's Bell's Bagel. So you come. We do love You come to Highland Park. Get yourself a Bell's Bagel and come to our motherfucking show. Do it. 
if you want our show to continue, if you want this to continue, right? Right, right. If you want, you need yeah. to come, you need to buy a ticket. Even just buy a ticket if you want to support us. If you've never given us money and you've and you've listened to our podcast, just this is the time to do it. Give us your money. No, I want asses and And seats. you will be blessed. You will you will with at least comedy. have a great time. Well, you'll be blessed yeah. with the gift of comedy. It's it's a good time. We're going to jump right into our first segment of the show this week, which is hashtag influenced. It's time for the hashtag. Hashtag influenced. We talk about our lives as mega mega successful influencers. I can't even say her. Mega stars. As, me- as mega stars. Um, this week, we're not so much talking about virality as we are about our low self-esteem a little bit, right? That ben? comes through the world of influencing. That comes through the digital yeah. age and just being, when you are on the internet, how you feel about yourself just starts to go kaput. All right? the studies, it shows. Yes, Kids don't try and, to act like, not me, I, I feel A-okay. No, we've made and, you feel bad about something. And then also, if you already have like body dysmorphia or body images, the internet, it, studies have shown, especially with middle schoolers, um, run. Uh, I was reading a bunch of things that Stanford studies uh, research has shown that your body image increases even more, decreases anymore. So um, say the stat, stat one more time. So basically, if you already have uh, body dysmorphia or um, any sort of eating disorder, uh, any anything of that nature, of course, it increases uh, greatly when you're online. Yes. So the the effects. So think of it this way: you um, say you're online a bunch, and you're you have great image issues, but you sort of get bombarded with this is the beauty standard. This is the beauty standard. Right. Your sense of self or self worth is going to decrease a little bit. Right. It's still going to decrease, but studies show that if you already have body dysmorphia, an eating disorder issues with self-image it increases significantly more yeah yes and it's like a different kind of stage so so what we are discovering is something yes you saw watched a video right Right. Well, I didn't watch a video. What I did do, um, we're currently reading The Sex You Want because we're preparing for our episode with Rena Martin, who is the author of the book. Uh, it will be available February 6th. But we are reading some chapters about body image and self-esteem and things like that. And on page 85 of her book, there was this study included. So we're talking about Fiji, right? There's this study that was conducted in the 90s in Fiji by this Harvard researcher. Um, And this Harvard researcher was essentially comparing, you know, Western culture to other cultures. And Western culture at that time had a lot of shows like Beverly Hills 90210 and a bunch of different soap operas and things like that. Now, the general... Uh, consensus in Fiji at that time in the 90s was that like if you were what the the author called here robust if you were like thick and curvy like that was the gold standard that was the beauty standard so they essentially conducted this experiment where they showed kids in Fiji these very popular American shows these American soap operas these American like reality you know with dramas with very fit tiny you know everybody's got a a bunch of makeup we've all seen these soap operas and essentially this this uh harvard researcher found that the eating disorders among young girls doubled once they got exposure to these shows so western media was essentially able to rewrite what was considered beautiful in a completely separate culture 
So we've always been a part of Western media. So I've never, you know, or or what is beautiful sometimes in our smaller communities by in our, I mean, like black communities sometimes when when we're taken out of those settings, when we're taken out of like our, our obviously all black homes, family settings, or maybe all black school dynamics even, and you are put into other settings, you start feeling away about yourself. And and this was talking a lot. This book was talking a lot about how social media sort of does that. And a lot of people all the time are like, well, how, how can the Internet bully you? Like, can't you just log off? And you're like, well, it still has tapped into something in my psyche that I can now, I can't unsee. And Also, so, no one's going to just log off the internet. Nobody's going to do that. Yeah. I'm just saying, but like all the time, like, do you remember recently there was this uh, Asian kid, I want to say Chinese kid in the media that uh, was staying with a host American family and was somehow convinced like by hackers or whatever that they were going to kill his family unless he like goes and camps out in the woods. Yeah. And so it was like a case of cyberbullying, and obviously all the comments were just like victim blaming. Cyber, no, no, cyber kidnapping. Ki- cyber kidnapping, thank you. Cyber kidnapping. But but an extension of cyberbullying, and obviously most of the dialogue was like, how the fuck do you get cyber kidnapped? <laughs> just log off through computer. So I'm just saying like, just log off has sort of been like the rallying cry of these people that are like, if you don't want to be bullied, log off, log off, log off. If you don't want to be kidnapped, if you don't that, want to feel badly about your image, log off. And it's like, but we use our phones to do everything. Right, our phones, That's not reasonable. Right. So right now, you know, magaz- we don't have magazines anymore. So the way we get these images, the way we get our articles are through online. So this study was done with magazines in the 90s. I think it still applies for today. Right. But in a way that you can hide a magazine... Right, you can hide magazines. You yeah. can um, hide. Um, you can just turn off the TV. You can be like, no, we're not. We're not doing cable. We're not going to have TV in our house. You can remove those things. Now you can't. Like the phones, you can prevent your kid from getting a phone, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like it's almost impossible. So what she suggests is that going through and just unfollow people. Like you can unfollow people that you um, that might have. Uh, showing things that encourage you to be insecure. And so, like, what if you look at people's content and it makes you feel bad, you should unfollow them. Yes. And so it, it's it's gotten to our point, we've gotten to a point in our society where people are going into plastic surgery offices and asking to look like Snapchat filters. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a real well, yeah, thing. Yeah, what is that called again? Um, it's called Snapchat dysmorphia. Snapchat dysmorphia. Yeah, they, there's a term they <laughs> recently, Snapchat dysmorphia. Yeah. Yes, and so there, there's these unrealistic beauty standards, unrealistic lifestyle standards. So it's, it's so interesting because I recently have made the decision to unfollow someone. I will say who it is, but I don't want y'all to completely just be so mad at me, right? So I think I am in the process. I'm about to unfollow Jackie Ina. For those of you who do not know, Jackie Ina is like a black girl beauty influencer. She she does everything. She has like lifestyle content, but mostly beauty makeup. But her home is immaculate. Like everything in there is perfect and shining and crystal and white and blinding and so so clean. You open her fridge and it's just like nothing but acrylics and like like I don't even know where she would put her leftovers in that fridge because everything is so aesthetically pleasing and she creates consistent content she is just like a high performer 
when it comes like she knows okay we get the deal we get the deal we yeah get the she deal. is the picture of perfection <laughs> and it just feels it makes you so feel bad about unattainable yourself. it doesn't make me feel bad about myself it's it just makes me feel like this is something i'm never gonna attain and i've chosen not to attain that like so i, 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 so I will why do my best fo- i will do my best to uh why'd you follow her to begin with then because I, i'm not gonna say like i felt pressured to follow jackie Ina, but it feels like if there is a black creator who is sort of like the champion doing the thing, mm. like the gold standard. It's like, this is somebody I should be following to like take tips from, from as far as like posting consistency, cadence, like inspo, all of those things. Whereas now I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I'm not steaming my fucking sheets. <laughs> and like, I don't want to watch you steam your fucking sheets. And I don't want to watch you steam your fucking Does sheets. Does it make you feel bad though? That you're not steaming your sheets. It doesn't make me feel that's, bad, that's but it's the just thing, like, it, like you should it's unfollow no people that it makes you feel. Well, you, you should unfollow people that are making you feel bad. That's the big advice. You know what? Here's the thing about it, because I don't, I don't hate Jackie at all. I think it's great that she's successful. Like, obviously, she's doing the damn thing. She's fucking rich. She's fucking gorgeous. She's fucking perfect. It doesn't make me feel bad about myself. You rolled your like, eyes. <laughs> it doesn't make me feel bad about myself. Let me finish. <laughs> It just doesn't bring joy and laughter and the things that I enjoy to it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. do you? It, it, it's like, do you want to go to this really cool LA party tonight where there's gonna be like tons of execs and tons of like just bougie and beautiful floors and Gucci and Prada? And I'm like, no. no. Like it's that. That no. that's what it is. So it doesn't it doesn't mean she's doing anything wrong. It's just not authentic to my life. I want to curate my feed to where I'm laughing at every video. So yeah. she doesn't have to be a comedy girl. She shouldn't be. We can't all be comedy girls. But it's not making me laugh. It's not making me be like, oh, I got to send this Jackie Anna video to my friend. And that's okay. You know what I realize, though, for me, is every time I watch Instagram or TikTok, if I'm scrolling, I always get up unhappy. I never learn something from Instagram or TikTok that I don't feel um, like I've w- used my time in a well in a, in a good sense or right. whatever. I've never watched something and been like, I'm glad I watched that. And that in the same way that reading a book. So every time, every time I watch something on TikTok, every time I go through like 15, 20 minutes scrolling, I'm like, I just wasted my fucking time. I don't think that's true. The for other me, day you for sent me. me the other day you sent me that video of that older guy doing his wife's makeup as he's getting as because she's aging. Her hands are shaking; they're sure. no longer. So there are things on the internet that do insta- like the, here are the big three things when it comes well, to people yeah. on the internet. Wait, I'm talking. What you mean? Hold up. Well, you let me to respond to that okay. because you said no, and I was like yes. But I wish I could have sent you a short story of a man showing that level of I'm kindness. glad you show. I'm glad you sent me the video. Yeah, so like the videos, like everything you Send see on the, the internet, movies. you can read in a book. And when you read things in a book, I don't believe that. Your, your mind ends up just consuming it a little bit differently. Or I don't even watching that. things on a, a, a story on a TV show, like watching American fiction had moments of calmness and kindness. Unlike that, your stomach right yeah, now. Yeah, my stomach was going nuts. <laughs> has moments of calmness and kindness that you can see the same thing but the thing about instagram is that i just binge through it so maybe that single video i felt good but the next seven or eight videos i wasted my fucking time that's cool it i feel that way on tiktok for sure but i just feel like there are three big things that i'm looking for that if you're looking to be a creator like these are the things that i was taught to, that make a good creator as well i'm looking for an authentic voice 
I'm looking for an expert on something or I'm looking for pure entertainment. Mm. So basically, if I, and what I mean by authentic is just like, if this doesn't feel relatable to me and like I'm connecting with this human being, if this person is not like, okay, this this person is an expert in their craft. I'm learning about wine connoisseurs. I'm learning about fashion. I'm learning about decluttering. I'm learning. Or if they're not just making me deep belly laugh, mm-hmm. like I'm tr- I'm just trying to curate my feed to where if you don't fit any honestly, of those three things, any of those three or, or in some cases all three, I got to unsubscribe from you. That doesn't mean you're not a great creator. That doesn't mean I just, I don't want to watch someone be perfect. Like, and not, I, I want to watch it if it's like satire. But, so so I'm at a point where that she's not making me feel bad about myself. It's just like, the, the sheets being steamed is not funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it, it's not supposed to be funny. But it's not funny to me. It's I mean, not entertaining to me. My goal is to simply use my phone less and go and research the things through books. I got you. And through articles that have more like clear information and, i got that but more... we're, we're we're on the influencer segment so yeah like, i know the I, influ- I so saying. for me i think a big thing is like to just cut out my time the only content i'm really entertained by is content of my little girl wild doing funny shit with me like that that's so entertaining yeah but even i should for, be the only but, person i follow and i'm but you're just a narcissist this we know but even for our page right like let's say it you and I being happy, creating together is wonderful. It works for us. But let's say I'm someone who is recently divorced or I'm struggling with uh, fertility or something like that. Like, and maybe our content doesn't make you happy. Maybe yeah. our content triggers you. And that's okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jackie's obviously not a bad person. She's a dope black woman who works really hard. It's just like what she's doing right now is not making me laugh or not productive for my life right now maybe later or something watch me meet her I actually did see her at a party in LA once and I was afraid to talk to her I think everybody was and she was like being followed by somebody with a ring light and it's just like this isn't real like and a lot of things that we I mean, you know I is learned last week that my hair is paper or plastic she she's with the, she she has a fiance they're they're not married yet and we don't really know much about him. Maybe when they have a fight, I'll come back or something. But, like, I know that's very messy of me. I do, I do not wish this woman a downfall with her fiancé. But I would watch <laughs> it if, uh, no. <laughs> I'm just saying. Damn. There are people that are triggered probably by you and me or, like, you know, there are some people that are like, you know what? I like just pro-black things. Like, the white guy's fine, but. Like it's not for I am, me. I am pro black, okay. I am but you so are pro- not black. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm pro black. Right, you are. But I'm just saying, like that. That doesn't mean if somebody unfollows me because like my family brings up some. You know, we actually kind of had a situation, not a situation like this, but like, okay, do you remember? I'm, I'm gonna try to speak as wide as I can. Uh, a friend of the family, my family, like was kind of triggered by us because like her son married a white woman and it wasn't like all roses and mm. stuff like like people assume that yeah. that we are so she's just like coming to my mom like it's just so unfair that like like your daughter engaged in an interracial relationship and and it just feels like tons of like she wrote like a full short story about this or something you remember 
Oh yeah. It was just weird. I, she was like aspiring to be that she wanted her family unhealthy. to be like that is unhealthy. That's unhealthy. Does that mean that we are bad people? Does that mean that we're not happy, that we're not authentic? No. It just means that that watching our content if you're in that dark space is not helpful. You know what I'm going to do? This is actually what I want to do with influencing is that um this this segment as far as following because I think people need to narrow down who they follow for their sanity. Remember that time during Facebook? There was a point where we accepted everybody's Facebook requests. Do you remember that? Yeah, of course. And then I went through and just started deleting people's friendships because right. if I wasn't interacting with them face-to-face, I was like, I don't want to interact with you. So now I think I'm only going to follow organizations where there's something I could do IRL. You know what I mean? I'm only okay. going to follow a band so I know when they're on tour. I'm going to follow all my, all my favorite bands so I can see them. I'm going to follow my favorite restaurants so I know when they're having right. you know, a special menu coming Because that about. clicks like the expertise and the entertainment. Right. And I, think, I love watching videos of food. I think I need food. to do that. And I remember finding myself at points, you know, just scrolling down through like European, like <laughs> Eastern European car fights. You know, have you ever watched those? Just you probably watch them because they're entertaining. They're so entertaining, and then just the road rage videos. And then I was going through like these semi-pro basketball players who just love to fight, and I just found that so funny, but also so dirty at the same time. Yeah, like, I was watching like men slap boxing. Oh my point. god! Oh, that's god. very entertaining. But I need but, to stop following people that like. The like you got, like that. you got, you got your your ass done, your teeth done, your titties done. Like, why am I following you? Like, yeah, I don't want to get any of that stuff done. They didn't have their and eyes done. And if I done. continue to, and if I continue to watch this, I might at some point in my life want to get this stuff done. Get your titty, your titty ass and eyes and mouth done. Yeah, right. And I know I don't want to. The so only I need thing to that unfollow should be done you. by your titties. Doesn't and mean ass you're not a bad me. bitch. That doesn't mean you should stop you getting that stuff joke. done. You missed my joke. You interrupted. Was me. it good? Go it was ahead, a good ben. joke. I said the only thing that should be doing your ass and titties is me. That's a funny joke. How is that funny? I need it's to funny. unfollow you. <laughs> not Ben. Ben just made a, a sex joke. Groundbreaking. No, I. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a sex joke. What what was it a double entendre? I missed no, how I nuanced done, it was. I don't know. It wasn't new. You said ass and titties. Just please delete this. <laughs> no, no, keep it. Keep it. Just unfollow Ben. Delete this. Yeah, or, or uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, this, this is a big topic of ours. Unfollow, unfollow people. I'm staying with my sheep shearing videos, though. It's 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 an interesting I just, world when now. When I watch that shit, I feel like I've wasted, I've thrown out no, but minutes of my life. For right me, for me, for me. sheep shearing does education and expertise. <clears throat> It's joyful. Are you going to sheep shear someday? And it's authentic. Are you going to sheep shear someday? I might. It's satisfying. We should go to like Ireland or some sort of Scotland. I would or, love to and, watch. And, and you should go sheep shear someday. You know what it reminds me of? This is probably why I love them. So when I was in elementary school, there was a little uh, nearby farm nearby near my elementary school. And there was one day a year, maybe it happened twice a year, there was a lamb. Of course, the lamb's name was Mary. There was one day a year where they would invite the entire school out to, you know, the recess because there was just like acres and acres of land. And you'd sit in this huge circle and it was like always the annual time when Mary would get sheared. 
So it was just like all us kids like out there, like not getting close to the lamb, but watching the lamb get a haircut. And then we're just all like playing in the wool and whatever like that. That's awesome. So That's I feel a great like story. when I watch the sheep shearing videos, there's this little piece of like everybody from the kindergartners to the fifth graders to all of the teachers were just like outside just playing with wool. So it makes me happy. So I'm going to keep watching the sheep shearing. Sounds good to me. Steaming my sheets. Like, I'm so far past steaming my sheets being realistic. Like, we can't even make our bed in the morning. Like, I made it this morning, but yeah, you're right. We did can't. you? I did. That's great, babe. Uh-huh. You gonna make it today? You, you made it today? Today, yeah. As in, when I get home, it's yeah, gonna be made. Yeah, the, the bed is made. I can't believe you didn't notice that. No, because there was that's so crazy. much shit everywhere. Because that's life. Yeah. Life is closed everywhere. And, or maybe, I mean... It doesn't have to be. You could get rid of a bunch of clothes, but I, know I just a struggle I, for you. I try my best, but we're, we're all just taking it a day at a time. And I think that the reason that people do like us is that we show, like, there's hair under these pits. There's hair on that puss. There's laundry in that corner. There's also hair on the bed because the dog got on the bed. The dog jumped on the bed. The cow jumped over the goddamn moon. I can't have, I I just, how does she get that fridge like that? I, oh, this woman, she's so clean. She's so clean. And even when she does makeup, it's like, like you think you could be like, okay, just teach me how to do a five minute face. Just teach me how to do like a a wing of a lash. It's a whole, and she should, like, if if you have the expertise, people, a lot of people follow her for the expertise part. If you have the expertise to just like completely like make your face look like a Barbie, like great, but I just, I can't do it. I'm going to unfollow her tonight. I can't do it. No, she's like a black mogul for creators. I can't. I can't for the culture, but I should. I don't know. You want to move on to the next topic? Yeah. Oh, this is great. Speaking of makeup, the next step. The next segment. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Of our show is called Imperfect Parent. Imperfect Parent. Precisely why we didn't call this Perfect Parent. Imperfect. We are Imperfect Parents. So what's hot on the block right now, there is this very viral video of this uh, worker at Sephora who encountered, for those of you who don't know, Sephora is like a makeup company, huge makeup store. 
and she's a worker there and she tells this really riveting tale about how these like 10 year olds came into her store and like loaded their little shopping carts with makeup and this total came to like $900 or something like that and so these girls are like trying to check out and obviously this employee is like are you sure like y'all are allowed to buy this and then they go ask their mom and their mom was like that's way too much like I told you 500 girls and so they go back and so there's this whole story about like basically you know the moral of the story is there is a 10-year-old at Sephora putting $900 worth of stuff in her cart. And so I think it's 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 twofold, right? This 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 story is the perfect cocktail of two big issues. One, 10-year-olds feeling the need to like buy so many beauty products that they because of things like this Snapchat dysphoria and two that parents, like the big commentary is like, parents are no longer parenting. They're just letting their kids run into stores, rack up a bill. They don't know the value of a dollar. P- people are so maybe into their phones or into their own lives that they're just like, just spend it, just get out of my face. And so th- the the big grunt from this creator is like, these parents don't even care how much their kids are spending. And, and now these kids are probably going to be menaces to society. Because they bought too much makeup. I mean, that's a reach. I think also the video was the parents debating with their mom about how much money they could spend. Right. And I think that you you need to teach your kid what money is and how it's worth, or we're just going to keep on expanding our debt as individuals. And when you expand debt, you can't really have a good life. Like people in debt are there, they experience more anxiety, more stress, uh, more depression, all of it. So I think, yeah, that's that's a fair point. But I, I feel like it's makeup is sort of like art, you know? Yeah. It's like painting. You, you buy palettes. They literally call them palettes. Painters yeah. use palettes. Makeup artists use palettes. And yeah. so a lot of people, uh, they love YouTube stars. A lot of young kids, they they love the makeup, the makeup girlies. And so if that's who you're watching, you're going to want to buy the toys. But I think that video shows that you need to create some sort of boundary around there and Parents, parents in the U.S. are bad at making boundaries. With yes, their they kids. are. Well, let's talk about. It's so interesting because this this is two different debates, right? So let's talk about the money issue first. Let me ask you this for real: Is a child that is used to a ten year old child that goes into a store and runs up a nine hundred dollar tab, and her mom's like, "Ugh, I told you five hundred, but fine." Is that child gonna struggle with money? Yeah. How? Because they're not going to be able to know how to invest it. Once mommy and daddy's money goes gonna, away. But somebody's going to save them in that family dynamic. Like, think, like that's what it feels like to me. This, long this term, parent no. is so rich. No. And they probably have such a great trust set up for their child that. if No. If you're individually shopping at Sephora and not doing it online, I mean, maybe. Uh, I think the kid is going to struggle 100% with money because they don't know how to budget. But They might struggle individually with money, but will they ever have a real fear of not having it is my question. Because we love hearing about a trust fund think, baby that gets cut off for like a summer and 70, then they're back. When they're like 80, 90 years old, possibly. Do you think the money will be spent then? Possibly, yeah. Well, well, because so many people are like... $500, like, I would only if you're spend the 50 Walmart on my child. Family. I would only spend whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but y'all, these, this family is clearly very rich. Like, of course, my mother would never spend that. I, I would never spend that on Wild, but, like, super rich people. Like, remember that one Reddit article where it's, like, the the fiancé gave one of the bridesmaids, like, $25,000 to 
throw the bride a bachelorette party. Yeah. And of course, this bridesmaid didn't do that. This bridesmaid got herself out of credit card debt and like threw together some bridesmaid. And so the, the husband was upset. But everybody in the comments was like, no, fuck that. Sue her, whatever. And I was like, what we're realizing here is that $25,000 to this groom is a drop in the bucket. Yeah. So if if a child like okay let's let's talk about the kardashians i know this isn't the show for that kind of stuff but like the uh kanye west and kim kardashian's daughter north mm-hmm. probably goes to sephora or probably gets products handmade and dropped off at the house to her or whatever she's never going to learn boundaries with money and she won't have to yeah so people are thinking about it like it's this random 10-year-old at the store. I'm like, you got to think about it like it's like Northwest. Like, there's I those just, kids aren't ever going to learn the value of a dollar. I, I know. I know these people, you know, they're multimillionaires and, and such. I do know there are instances, especially younger money or first, second generation money, mm-hmm. where they, when you don't know how to manage it, it can go away very quickly. Yeah, but they paid people to manage it so well. They do. But but it's your money, so if you don't want those people to manage it for you anymore and you don't learn any boundary, then you can get screwed over. You're right. It can go at some point, but sometimes when I'm reading comments about like, that kid's never going to learn the value of a dollar. You're like, duh. Yeah, they might not need... There are people who might never need to know the value of a dollar, which is... uh, Unfortunate, but you know, whatever. That's how wealth is used here. That we just pass it on year after year after year. And there's great arguments to be made that wealth should not be able to be passed down. That the wealth goes back into the society. So if I make a million dollars in my lifetime, I and when I die, that inheritance goes to the rest of the society. So it forces my child to now make their own path. You're saying there are philosophies that think it should economical be like that. systems, right? Or economical systems. Yeah, where if you individually make money, it doesn't get inherited. I mean, but you know that's clearly not the That's American not the American way. way. The American way is we love inheritance. But, uh, yeah. yeah let, cut, cut to us talking about estate planning two episodes ago. Yeah, no, yeah, I think it is. I think it is important. We have to do it since we have that option. The other thing was uh, I saw that people treat Sephora as like a playground. I saw mm-hmm. some of the comments on that video were like, I see pe- people just drop their kids off at Sephora unaccompanied and they uh, run company, right. Mm-hmm. Unaccompanied minors, right. Just running around. Like, yes, yes. Now let's get on to the parenting aspect like, of it. Why you should not be in a store by yourself at 10 years old, like playing with adult, because pro- they are adult products. And is your, is makeup, are we like creating body issues and body yeah, that's images. The, now that's the other point of debate. With makeup. It's it's because like Sephora is creative. luxury in some way like luxury high high end makeup. Now some of it obviously the more affordable things, but there there's there's some really expensive stuff in Sephora, you know. You remember when I went to go buy a new palette and I showed the Sephora employee how wild to show up my other one and he was like, <gasps> you yeah. know. So there's some very expensive products in Sephora and where do we start? Like, if you're talking about makeup is essentially face painting, why are why are ten year olds in there probably buying like anti aging creams and <laughs> things like that? Like, are we creating like a an uncomfortability with aging? Are we creating an idea of not loving our natural skin with makeup? Well, okay, here's would the world be better without makeup? Is that the question? No. 
<laughs> no, no. <laughs> Let me ask you this. We, let's get. I think we need to get more granular. What's granular? Zoom in. Zoom in. Or zoom out. Granular feels like bigger. No, granular is like like tiny, a grain. Like a grain. Okay, let's get granular a little bit. Let's talk about wild, because this whole story made me think about this. Because wild is one. She'll be two in April. Our daughter. She does have a makeup kit. So, you know, that she just plays around because she sees me do it. Yeah. So she starts to do it on herself. I'm like, she also has a pretend knife because she sees me cutting vegetables. So, right. But at what point, what are we going to do when Wild's like, well, no, I want real makeup to cover up like my fault imperfections. Yeah. My, yes. To she, tighten, she has a to lift. scar from hitting her head on top of her head. Yeah. So what? What? How do you guide that conversation? Because I'm terrified. I'm the I'm the kid that like at ten years old I begged my mother to shave my legs at like age seven. She was like, "We gotta wait till 10. She's like, "Give me till ten. I was like, "No, please." And even when I was like nine, I was like, "Please, can I shave my legs? They're so hairy and gross. Like, I just want to feel like a grown woman." She's like, "We'll wait till 10. And so I was so excited. But that's not a conversation. I was so excited that's, at my tenth birthday like, party. You're ten. You're ten. Now you can do this. Like, instead of being like, why do you feel your legs are gross? That's the conversation we have. Why do you want to wear makeup, right? Well, why I'm do you watching my mother stuff? shave her legs, so it's like, oh, this is what women do. Like, I want to feel like an adult. Mm. Then, you know what I mean? Yeah, but if you think your legs are gross, if you just want to feel like an adult, yeah, you can do this. We'll we'll do it as Well, I'm learn as a 10-year-old, you're like, okay, I'm watching my mother shave her legs. Oh, the shaving means like removing it. So now it's soft and delicate and dainty. Like I want to be soft and delicate and dainty and desirable in that way. So now mom, like, can I finally, sh- can I have my own razor to shave my legs too? Like You sound like a smart child. I, I would probably, if I was your mom, which I'm not, but I would probably allow you to, to do that. Because in the same way that you'll see like little boys, like trying to shave their face. Of course. Like their dad, with their dads, they'll put it of on course. and just pretend. Right. You know, it's really cute. I think that's super, super cute. So what you're saying is you're cool with Wild being in the Sephora with her friends. Not, just not un- unsupervised. Unaccompanied, unaccompanied or not supervised. Unaccompanied. Yeah. <laughs> unaccompanied. Jesus. Like company? Yeah, unaccompanied. Company. Unaccompanied. Unaccompanied. I don't know. Actually, I just screwed myself. Unaccompanied. Okay, unaccompanied. so what happens, like, I think, do we need to monitor certain products as well? You monitor everything. You monitor everything. I'm just saying, like, what's the what's the line? So is there a money the line, limit? The, no, no, there's no money limit. How, it's the money. There has to be a money limit. No, that's no, that's the, the outrage idea, of the video. Also, we put this uh, video in the episode notes. The idea is to cre- raise your daughter in such a way that she won't do something foolish like overspending, that she understands. Good luck, what, Chuck. Yeah. Because I knew the value of a dollar and I would still overspend. Well, Let's circle back to this. Let's move on to when she's like twelve. No, no, and uh, because we're I'm reading a book a little bit about what you're talking about. Okay, so we'll circle back. We're we're both reading a book uh, about parenting. Yep. Um, you know the French way. Uh, we'll we'll come back to this, but let's get on to relationships. I agree. 
The next segment of our show is called I Do's and Don'ts of Relationships. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast need to hire you need indeed Dips. I do 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 you don't want to do a choreo with me I didn't I, that was not made just clear. go with it man. I was watching I was sort of the audience ha we have uh, two great voicemails here. Just remind you, fine folks, if you would like to be on our new hotline, our advice hotline, please call into the show at one eight three three F O T W three one one. You're entitled to conversation. Kidding. All right, let's hop into the first cola. Hi, Amber and Ben. I guess I'm calling in because I am trying to if I want kids or not. So one of the things is that, well, there's multiple reasons why I'm leaning towards no, but one of the things is also because my husband's family is very, um, have those old school values, like, um, they're very misogynistic. They're very, like, have those racial um, beliefs. And um, so that's one of the reasons. But there's multiple sets of reasons why I'm kind of leaning towards no. Um, so my question for you is, should how heavy should I weigh that portion of the reason? And should I think more about kids as in just independently, just me and my husband? Or should I also think about the surrounding aspect of it, of family, friends, and even where I live and schools and all of that stuff? How much should I weigh each option, each area? All right. Thanks. Well, this is such an American question because it's such a unique way. Like the idea of even just thinking to raise a family just between you, your husband, and and you. You know, it's in a very. Um, I think Americans think they can do that, and I think Americans probably can in some ways because we've lost um, village mindsets or even. Even the idea, even considering like what's a, an approved way of parenting, it's there's all, all these different competing parenting styles. 
Um, I don't know. It's like, I don't think parenting is just between me, you, and it's it's everybody around us. It's 100% to where we live. Like, we live in L.A., so I have to consider living in a city compared to living in a country. And we do spend a lot of time with your family. You have a good relationship with your family. But if you don't spend a lot of time with your extended family, then you don't have to consider what their values. Even if that's uniquely American. Yeah, because I think most a lot of people throughout the world when their grandparents get old, they don't go live in a nursing home. They go live with the family. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We've, yeah. We've so we've talked, talked about, about that, that yeah. before and that that's, and so like, you know, it, it sounds like this wouldn't even be a question of that yeah. in another country in a lot of ways. Yeah. It yeah. just depend. I mean, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could just raise a kid between you and your husband and, and your chosen family around you, the people that you decide to have around uh, whether it's the church people, the school people, your town, your friends from work. So I, I honestly, though, you have to consider everything. But it sounds if that if your main reason for not having kids is because you have shitty extended family, uh, and if that's what's stopping and you want to have kids, I would say have kids. Like if you want to have kids, me too. Because I feel like that main reason would have been called into question if you were gonna marry this person. Right. Right. It didn't stop like, you from marrying. Them. It didn't. It's, yeah. So my my thoughts are it didn't stop you from marrying him. Of course, children will complicate things, but I'm sure she might have had these questions. It's like, should I marry a family that is misogynistic? Should I marry a family that is racist? Um, At least you, you can s- prepare for it. And it. It gives you an opportunity to say, hey, people believe different things in us. And this is why we don't believe that way. And actually what they believe is harmful for the following following reasons right. you can actually use your shitty extended family as a teaching a case tool. study a case, a case study, study for sure of how shit can happen I, it would it would be very difficult if so okay for example these are not our families right like obviously ben's family is white but like i've never had to deal with anything egregious it, it egregious at all like not even close like i feel very comfortable talking to both your mother and father about race relations in the u.s we have talked to them about those things and i was met with nothing but like love and support truly so it would be very difficult for me to marry you if that wasn't the case yeah and moreover have children with you we don't don't live live near near them them, so we don't any like annoying thing that my parents do which it's not a lot they don't really they don't no no. they're pretty great people but like we don't just have to we don't have to consider their values and how we raise our child. <laughs> same, same with my too. Not, same with not, your mom. We don't really have to consider your parents' right. values and the because we don't live near. Yeah. Them. Now when we go visit, it's like uh, this here, here we go with this from from either side. Yeah. yeah. But and I it's just, always like not a big deal. It's like your mom doesn't want wild doing backflips off the couch and yeah, jumping yeah. on the furniture. <laughs> Which yes, is fair. and I think things will probably get, grow more. We'll, we'll face other things as she gets older. But like, if you really want to have a kid, like it saddens me that you're considering not fulfilling your dream of having kids because of like his family. And I wonder how he feels about that. Like, do you think yeah. he feels the same way? Well, let's I'm say. Speculating. I mean, there's two ways. You know, he does feel the same way. And he's like, I don't want to have kids because then you can say, well, you know, we don't really hang out with your family a bunch because honestly, your family's not great. 
or two, he um, he doesn't feel the same way, and then it's sort of a non-issue. So it's just something you have to get over. Yeah. But she doesn't get, we don't get that information. Right. Well, or I would definitely say, like, if you decide to have kids with this man, make a rule, make a list of non-negotiables or safety words even, that it's just like, yo, we are going into this journey of having babies with the understanding that your family says misogynistic things. So when those things are said, here is how I need you to have my back. Yeah. Like, here is how I need you to stand up for me. When those slick comments are said, here's how I need you to address it. Because we have we have had an experience or two where I have pressured you to like, like you're somebody who will hold off of a conversation for a while. And I'm like, you need to have this conversation with him right now. Like right now. And you're kind of like, give it time. This is my mother. Especially, you know, this wasn't race related, but it was just the height of like, the vaccine and COVID and like who can visit baby and who couldn't all that conversation. Remember? Yeah. So my parents uh, are not vaccinated. They think vaccines are not good for you. Uh, Right. For like religious reasons and stuff. Right. Not really. Not, not so much for religious reasons. But it was still like that anti-vax, anti-mask energy. There are people who believe that like getting the vaccine has marked you for the antichrist. Right, that is not the mark of that's, the beast. They don't believe that. They don't Got believe it. any of that. That's that. They're that's in, that's another level. Or what they believe in something about like stem cells and some. Uh, right. So the yes, uh, but that's my mom was looking for like a religious uh, bypass basically because stem right. cells were used, I guess, in part of the development of the vaccine. Yeah, and since she doesn't believe abortion. It, abortionist against right God. yeah you, you ain't have to I, I tried to be so, vague with, but, yeah. uh, but she, also that wasn't the full reason she didn't want to get the vaccine because she thought the vaccine would make her sicker okay that was her main reason and of course the vaccine conversation Facebook was a post was a hu- right um which sorry mom but come on like, <laughs> uh so the, the so vaccine was, was a, a huge issue with a lot of families like that's it was not a huge issue so we did have to have a conversation of like we don't feel comfortable you coming to see the baby until your vaccine and then uh, but then she got COVID, and we're like, all right, well, she got COVID, so it'll be harder for her to get COVID again. Yeah, yeah. I know. It a worked of, out. It worked of, out. A lot of, I had a couple. That, that was a fight with a lot of families, though, yeah. and new babies and germs, and there was a lot of, like, fear and mania at the time. And so I remember being like, Ben, you need to call your mom and talk about, like, how we're not visit. doing visits right now. Visits until and you, you were like, vaccine. I'll talk to her eventually. And I'm like, no, you need, so, so there, there became And tension. she was totally, she's like, I understand. Right. But I, but I had to talk to my mom at one point because I was like, mom, Ben is not addressing these issues with his family. And it makes me feel like he is choosing his family over me. Like, whereas, and it, it can feel, it can feel at the mind. I'm just like, I'm your family now too. So yeah. like, like have. Fortunately. My, what I said? Fortunately, you are my family. Oh, okay, speak speaking in a mic I, now. I got the fortunate. You, ch- I'm I'm technically your chosen family. Yeah, you literally chose to be with me, and now and I'm your family member, and I exactly. love being your family member. But it feels sometimes like if you're, you know, we we are a united for, and you know, we've we had some conversations with with you and me about my family when I went home, and I was like. I'm going to have your back, but here's where the frustration is, you know, just, you know, with wild running throughout the house and doing certain things. And I was like, I like, we are a united front, but here's where you got to hold me down too. 
So I think if I was if I was this caller, I had an intentional conversation with my mans about like your family is gonna say some stupid shit. When they say stupid shit, this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. And if we can stick to that is the plan, let's pop them out. One, two, three babies. Four. You know? The US needs to start having more kids. Really? Yeah. What statistic are you? Uh, what, basically, the, the people entering the workforce are significantly lower than the people exiting the workforce because of the baby boomer generation. So after World War II, there was an explosion mm-hmm. of births, and those people are slowly retiring and dying off. And so, but nowadays, people like us, we're just not having kids as much. So twenty well, we can't 30, afford 40 them. years from now, exactly. So and it's the creator a, economy. It's a huge, huge problem. What What is the creator economy? You know, like where a lot of us can work from home and freelance oh, yeah. and do our own businesses and stuff now. We have more freedom, so we're not settling down. We and right to, to have a kid, you got to settle. down. Yeah, settle a little bit. You have to settle. You have you can't be traveling around the world. But I think more more and more people are traveling around the world and working in different places. It's you can do it with a kid. It's a little bit harder and it's less likely to have it to happen. Uh, so there's just more single people, more more uh, couples who are deciding not to have kids and that i mean when a society or a country doesn't have more kids then your chances of having more scientists chances of having more mathematicians or more brilliant um you know what whatever so we got to do our part is what you got to do your heart start having more kids me and you or other people just everybody everybody should be having more kids you heard it here first folks that and that this is this is a this is an argument that um, unfortunately a lot of Republicans make, but there's a level of like truthiness to it. But Republicans make it for like misogynistic reasons. But I think like abortion related stuff. Yeah, like we got to stop or, having abortions. It's like is that part what they're of doing? It, yeah, or like just getting back to the nuclear family where like a woman stays home and raises kids, and the father goes out and works. Um, but yeah, there there is a fear that we're not gonna. There's a population. Since there is an American population decline, it makes us less competitive with other like countries like China or Well make the shit affordable. Yeah, that and that's, pop and that's what people are saying. Like we would people are saying we would like to buy houses. We, we would, would like, like to buy houses. We, we would like, like to, to have settle. Kids, but we don't we want to work that hard yeah. anymore. Uh this next question um is I just think it's just so funny. It's a friendship. Okay, situation. I, lo- I love these because it's not as serious. You ready? Always drama. Drama. Let's get it. Hey, sending love from Texas. Hey, Amber. Hey, Ben. Love y'all. Um, all right. Try to make it quick. <laughs> I'm uh 37 at the time. I was 36. My homegirl is 36. So that's all I say. We're grown women. We can afford things. I was at her house. I am solid, five seven and three quarters. You know, almost five eight, two hundred and thirty pounds. So, I mean, I'm solid, but I don't go around breaking things. I was at her house for a get together. I scooted my chair up, and the leg broke. I wasn't dancing crazy. I wasn't jumping around. She got the chair from this place called Living Spaces. I went on, looked at the link. The chair was like seventy five bucks or whatever. Um, and I asked her, like, hey, do you have a warranty for the chair? Like, because she had just got the chair. So in my opinion, living spaces was wrong, and she just had a faulty chair. Because like I said, I just scooted the chair up. I scoot chairs up at my house all the time, and I've never broken a chair. So 
in my opinion, I shouldn't have had to pay. She should have reached out to them and said, hey, this should still be under warranty. I bought this two months ago, and it broke. But a year passes, and every time I go to her house, she's still talking about this broken chair. So I finally sent her the $75. So my question is, do you think I should have replaced the chair, or do you think that was some faulty material? And two, I have a feeling I'm going to go to her house, and she's not going to be done replace that chair. She's just going to take my $75 to buy some drinks or something, because it's her and her two kids, and she has like a six-person chair. Like, normally she only pulls out an extra chair if she's having company, and she'll just roll out the gaming chair. So if that chair isn't replaced, she should send me my money, right? All right, try to make it quick. Love the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if I was your friend, I would have pocketed that $75 and then call in the warranty. That's probably what her friend did. Yeah, so I like show that I did exchange the chair, but I kept 75 But that that's a dishonest friend. That's Actually, not your no, friend. That's a broke friend. A broke friend. Because some, some broke friends, sometimes they just need cash. But <laughs> Yeah, that is how brokenness works. Cash just need it. I just hate grimy friends. Like, I feel like, and I, I want to speak from a, Ben is laughing because we had a friend break a chair once. <laughs> is that why you're laughing? And then she also screwed us over with some fucking pizza. It was the same person too. Nah, it. I, I'm you just not. That? I do, but I'm just not petty like that. Yeah. Like I, if you broke a chair in my house, like I, I that shit was probably cheap. Like I yeah, just, I'm I know gonna, it was. Yeah. It's my fault. I didn't have chairs to accommodate everybody of all body sizes and shapes. Low key, yeah. That's my fault. That's I believe in universal design. Universal design is the you know, architectural idea that every single thing should be accessible for everybody. So like every Mm -hmm. building should have a ramp access. Every chair should accommodate, you know, the the airplanes should accommodate for people of all weights and sizes and you don't have to buy two seats or whatever. But can I say something else? I'm there. Here's what else I'm learning. And you taught me this lesson. I am learning, so this is a a note for the caller. Mm -hmm. I am learning if I give someone money for a thing, how they spend it is just on them. You shouldn't ask for it back. If she decides to do something else with it. Yes, which is annoying, which is frustrating, which would make me keep one eye on them. But if somebody told me, like, Hey Amber, I really just need help with my light bill this month. Like it's fifty dollars. Like, come on, I just need you, need you, need you right now. And I gave them the fifty dollars and I saw that they had on some new shoes. I'm just I'm I'm in that moment I'm in that space in my life where I'm like, you know what? If they blew the fifty dollars that they begged me for on shoes, like, so be it. Like if I give it, I'm not gonna money again. I might not give them money again. And I'm not going to be over there like, well, who who got you them shit? I'm just like, I can't worry about it. Yeah. That's annoying. Now, I don't. I don't let people. We don't let people borrow money. I don't like. I don't like doing the borrow money. I don't want people. The only money I borrow is from the bank. Right. To like buy, you know, to buy a home or to do something. That's the only time I would borrow money. So I, maybe and I never lend out money. I give you money. 
and give my parents money or give right like, yeah no don't worry no more i've had i've had you know family members like you know i need some money for this or that you know lawyer fees or whatever i'm like don't 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 worry about paying me back right just i just get do, i give now i give now with the assumption that i'm not getting it back yeah or i think caller and i know we're a day late and dollar short with this but if i were you and she's already a friend you don't really trust i would have just said like you bought this from living spaces right I'm gonna go get this exact yeah, chair yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Go, go get the just order the chair to her house. It's like I'm, I'm gonna order it. Yep, then... I'm gonna order the chair. They're gonna deliver and drop it off. Or better yet, like give me the warranty information. You know what? I'll, you know what? Better yet, I'll just take the chair with me and I'll go to Living Space. Right. Or, or I'll send it back to Living Space. Yep. Like I will take care of shipping it, whatever. Yeah. But I'm, just, I'm, I personally am probably gonna give you 75, and if you. And if you replace the chair, if you don't, whatever. But my name is cleared of it. But I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just growing up. Also, she has two kids, so like. Yeah, if like like if you need a seventy five dollars. Annoying to me. I don't have anything to go off on that. They just sound annoying. I'm just saying. But if you if if a, if a friend asks for money for a chair and then she fed her kids instead, like I'm not pressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. know. And, like I it was her property. I don't know. There's a world where you can um, not weigh a lot and still shift your body in a way that breaks some shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't yeah. care. Like the, Which sucks. It's I just, know. It was listener. a cheap We're, ass we're chair. still on your side, listener. It's a it's cheap ass It's not your chair. fault, listener. It was a, probably a cheap ass chair. $75 is high. Like, I don't want my shit to break too if I, if I bought it for $75. But, be that as it may, Maybe she didn't have the money to buy a more expensive chair. I would have bought the chair. So next time, if you break somebody's stuff, maybe just buy it directly, or give the seventy five with the with the thought that no, like I, I'm I probably wouldn't, not- I wouldn't give it at all. I'd be like, yo, come on, I'm not gonna give you money. Let's let's we're gonna figure out the warranty right now. I'm not I'm not about to just dish out seventy five. See, Ben and I are different. I'm I, I like the convenience. I'm like I'm gonna give you seventy five dollars. I probably would. But prob- I'm also not coming back to your house. I'm not coming back to your house. Yes, Fuck you that. know how I am. You know, Fanita. Fanita always likes to be like, you give people one shot, Amber. I was like, I, I might give you two, but you're not gonna play in my face like multiple times. Like we don't have to be friends. I'm the exception to that, which is nice. <laughs> right, Moving but I'm just on. saying. <laughs> like, remember there was this there was this hair, uh, a hairstylist in town that like once I, I tried to give notice like very long story short uh i was not gonna make a hair appointment because i was stuck in new york and my flight back to la got canceled and the day i was supposed to get back or like the day after i was supposed to have a hair appointment anyway i gave this hair appointment place a 24-hour notice maybe 48 hour and again when your flight is canceled you got to give a lot of people notice you got this was the southwest by the way this was the round this was last winter yes and there was a crazy southwest issue where southwest had not updated their right profiles and the new york times was running articles it was on the news every single day it was day on the news because they were canceling flights up to like 10 15 days after christmas literally and we end up having to drive like three hours out of our way from New York to New Jersey to go. Yes. And so Amber I reached out. I was incredibly yeah. inconvenient. So I and had to like, reach out I to was... tons of people. I had to reach out to my dog sitter. And everyone was like, and yeah, it, yeah, cool. Yeah, it was Southwest. Everybody's like, yeah, we're South- watching oh, the Southwest. news. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so of all people, my hairstylist at the time was like, well, just so you know, we were going to open the shop just for you that day. So we're terribly inconvenienced. I was like, 
the fuck? What? Well, what do you mean you're inconvenienced? I'm like, I, I'm actually giving you a 48 hour notice that I won't be there. This isn't no no call, no show. They were giving me attitude because they were like, well, like, you know, we can give you your deposit back this time, but in the future, just know. And Amber's like, no, keep the deposit. I'm never coming back here. Oh, you know me. I was like, keep the- I'm like, if you are that hard up for twenty five dollars, keep keep, you keep deposit, it, and you will but never, you will never come, get a yeah, dime of my me, money. Yeah. You will never get a, a, a shout out online. You move. will never see me again. You will never get the chance to make a fool out of me again, ever. So keep your thirty dollars or whatever the fuck I paid for the deposit. But that's that's how I roll, and you know I'm like that. Do not give either. This is how this is how I am, Ben. And you notice if you're a business and you require a twenty four five percent non refundable deposit, stick to your deposit rule. But just show me kindness. Be like, hey, girl. Unfortunately, the deposit is non-refundable. I wish you well when you get back. We're going to reschedule you as soon as possible. And when we get you rescheduled, the deposit you already paid will be for your new one. You can stick to your rule if you already spent my money. But do not give me a a, a lashing, a tongue lashing about, well, we was going to open it just for you. And we're incredibly inconvenienced, but we'll yeah. send you the money. Now, keep that's the a, money. That's a respect thing. Keep the money. <laughs> you will never see me again, girl. The next segment of our show is called Shelfy. Yeah, what's the name of the book? You gave me one. You just gave me one of those moans. Mm. After? Yeah. The name of the book is called Bringing Up Bebe by Pamela Druckerman. What's this about, baby? So basically, it's about the French way of parenting. Uh, the book was written like 2012, and there are some scenes in the book, especially about how like French women lose weight, that is a little cringy if you read it now. Some gender stuff as well that you're like, I, okay, this is let's we'll we'll get into that. But we're reading the book together to become better parents because you should read books together. But one of my favorite things is that the French people and a lot of people around the U.S. they um, they feed their kids regular adult food. They don't do baby food. No baby food. You no, know? like and no purees. No purees. The jars and, stuff. and so this journalist who moves from New York, she moves to France, and she starts to see that, you know, French parents mm-hmm. do this collective way of parenting that is so antithetical of what she was seeing inside the U.S. And so she decides to write this book on the French way of parenting. And one of the things is how kids eat food. And like, but also the big thing is how your baby revolves around you, uh, not the other way around. You do not revolve around your baby. Mm. And I Say thought, more. yeah, it's this idea that here in the US, we, you know, we do all these like events like swimming, softball practice, gymnastics, and our entire, for our kids. For our kids, our, kids our entire that. Saturdays and Sundays are filled with doing shit for our kids. But in parents, um, they will do things like that, you know. But instead of going to Disney World, which is so kid-centered, they'll take them to a museum. And it's and so she's noticing all these differences. But one of the things I, I did notice is that when I went into Whole Foods today, I went to grocery store shopping, and I was getting things for Wild and things to make dinner tonight. But they do have all these kids' food, like specifically designed kid food. And there's these certain Cheerios that I buy that Amber's like, these are tasteless. These are disgusting. They are gross. They're so gross. And so we're feeding these kids food that we ourselves would never eat because they're so gross. And so their sense of, you know, taste development, even the sense of the 
of sitting down and eating, um, it's not developed in the same way in the U.S. that has happened. Specifically, she's writing in Paris. She's writing specifically for the middle class, which is another criticism that this gets. But I, I'm just super grateful that I'm a firm that Amber forces Wilde to, you know, eat all the things we eat. <laughs> you know? Yeah, she'll just pull an oyster out of a clam and just eat it. Oysters. She's what getting a little, little picky. What else has she ate? Uh, she, mushrooms. She loves mushrooms. Cremony. Uh, but portobello. I do. I too love a chicken nugget. Shiitake. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chicken. Well, yeah. Instead of chicken nuggets, they eat actual roasted chicken. While we, I will roast a chicken, hand roasted. But it's not just about the food. It's just about like the whole parenting style is a little bit more laid back and like. Yeah. It's it's both intensely laissez faire, like hands off, but then. Uh, there's one point where she writes, like, at night, that belongs to the parents. Like, you can come out to eat with us, but you're shutting the fuck up. Mm. And, like, the parents are going to do this thing. So it's it's there's such clear boundary making. Parents here do a style of that with, like, the iPad and the headphones. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's a form of that. This book was written, she doesn't really address sort of the headphone, iPhone. I mean, that was sort of coming about in 2012 okay, when yeah. she was writing it. That wasn't at the forefront now. But uh, the big thing is, like, I just keep on feeding your child adult food. Like, stop. Don't give them gummies. Don't give them, you know what I mean? Does she feel that way about other things, too, like high chairs and step stools and stuff? No, no, no. I mean, that's not the, uh, it's, uh, she doesn't really get into, like, the specific kinds of stuff. Right. But it's mostly. Just don't baby things for them. From your speech to yeah. the activities to the food. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't revolve your ri- life around your kids. Like, yeah, because that's the first don't. thing I think about. I'm like, yo, we got to go on this vacation. Should we just like, you know, not really? Leave? I mean, you're going to Napa. Uh, yeah, you, but you're you staying here. I'm talking about when we do things together. Yeah. We're definitely thinking like we don't stop what we're doing individually. Like you're going to mm-hmm. Chicago in February. I'm going to Napa, um, end of February. But but that itself. But we I, were thinking about doing another international trip. Now that she's getting bigger, we're like, oh, let's just not. Or like, you know. No, I I think no that. Well, that's like a convenience. It's sort of talking about like don't – I think us traveling around and doing – like going around is it's a good thing. Where I know people who would – especially mothers. Mothers would not – I know many mothers who don't leave their kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're not so, for financial reasons. Just for like I, I shouldn't like, – yeah. I don't want to be away from my children. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be away from my kids. Um, and I, I'm very proud that you do that. I, I think we're, there are aspects of this book we're going to adopt. Other aspects we're not. But I'm I'm think we're doing a great job. Hell yeah. That's a yeah. good place to end it. Yeah. And also just feed your kids real food. Feed them real food. I can do that. And I Ben never baby talks wild. I'm always like, you my baby. Well you do that to me. You baby talk me. You'll you'll baby talk your little sister. Come here. Little yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I try I'm trying to do better talker. about like not just speak like I used to do a voice as wild. She's just so good. But yeah. It's, We're doing all right. Yeah. We're doing very well. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Fly on the Wild and Podcast. If you are in Los Angeles, LA County, y'all, make sure you buy your ticket to our live show on February 21st at the Lodge Room in Highland Park, not in Hollywood. And we cannot wait to see y'all there. We will see y'all next week for the show. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> You know they're from TikTok, cause those laughs keep you coming, cause they're wildin' all the time. Before wild throws a tantrum, listen to our silly anthem, cause they're
Show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.